Hey guys, this is Kyle and Lauren with Steadfast Marriage Podcast. Listen, we want to thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Would you do us a favor and share this podcast on your social platform? Lauren and I want to get this content into as many homes as possible. And our promise to you is that all conversation will be Christ-centered and authentic as we talk all things marriage, parenting, and personal finances. So let's get started. Welcome to episode four of the Steadfast Marriage Podcast. This is Kyle, and I'm here with my beautiful bride, Lauren. And man, we are so excited to be back with you. We took uh, a few weeks off. We just gave, uh, I should say we, I can't take any credit for this. My, my superhero wife just gave birth to number four, the fourth uh, young man in this house, Elijah Cooper Collins. Uh, and so we've had a few uh, sleepless nights, but how do you feel? Feeling good. I think uh, I think you've had some very nice rest, haven't you? Oh, throwing me under the bus! <laughs> throwing me kidding. under the bus. Yes, I have had more uh, more sleeping. Listen, nights than ladies, you have. I'm going to tell you a trick. If you have older kids, you want your husband to sleep at night. You don't need his help during the newborn stage. You need his help during the day with the older ones. So you let him sleep at night, and he'll help you out during the day. <laughs> Get to handle all the headaches of the day. That's true. And if your husband's going to work uh, on a serious note uh, if he especially if he's the the only one working or uh, if he is the um, the majority of the income you want to make sure that he can still continue to do his job uh, as needed as required but uh, shortly before Lauren gave birth to Eliza she came and she said listen I I know what our next episode needs to be on and she was uh, spending some time in the book of Song of Songs but I'll kind of let her uh, uh, share the heart behind this this episode and as you just heard I just want to be really real with you we have a newborn, and he is here in our lap. So if you hear some cooing or, or some heavy breathing, it's him. This, this is just real life, folks, okay? But Lauren, tell them, tell them where the, the heart behind this episode came from. Yeah, so during my daily devotion, I just was brought over to Song of Songs, and it was chapter 4, verse 15. You are a garden fountain, a well of fresh water streaming down from Lebanon's mountains. And at first, that might seem very... Uh, mundane doesn't really mean yeah. much, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's talking, it's Solomon talking about his bride and he's talking about how refreshing she is to him. And I thought about how many marriages out there are suffering from maybe familiarity yeah, yeah. or, um, you know, struggling with just the day to day life and maybe coming home isn't exciting. Yeah. And it just made me think that this might be a topic that is is needed to be talked about and how we can refresh each other. Yeah. Um, I think the Lord absolutely placed it on my heart in that time. It's funny, I was a little frustrated that we weren't able to get the podcast done beforehand, but now I'm looking back and realizing that this is the perfect time for us to speak this because we're in this moment. So yeah. we were joking earlier, obviously, about the sleep thing. You know, when she threw me under the bus. Oh, yes. <laughs> but but it's funny because we actually sat down and talked to each other. And I said, I would like you to sleep at night. I really don't want your help at night. I could use your help more with our older boys uh, you know, during the day or their activities or whatever it is. Obviously, he, he has work, but at outside of work time, he can do those things to help me and we can, and we can be a team in other ways. And we talked about it. And 
that was what was going to be the most refreshing for 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 each other. Yeah. Maybe he lets me rest and take a nap. Maybe you know something. You know, we we help each other out that way. But we made a plan, yeah. and that's how we were able to refresh each other in this season that we're in. And it really was. It was refreshing. It eliminated uh, any stress or mm-hmm. any of the the elephant in the room of hey, should this be my moment to be up or is this her <laughs> right. moment, right? Right. But it also in the day uh, now I know hey this is this is. Uh, the bulk of my responsibility. She she's tired, or she needs to rest, or whatever it is. So so now it's let me let me take the boys out after work into the into the yard and or go swim or take them to the park right. and, and let her have time to recharge. So today we're, what we're going to do is this: we're going to go rapid fire. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to give you some really uh, practical ways in which uh, you can be uh, a refreshment to your spouse. And listen, everybody loves to be refreshed. Okay, uh, but I don't want you to listen to this podcast in the lens of, hey, I'm going to go tell uh, my spouse what uh, Kyle and Lauren said. I want you to listen to this through the lens of, hey, I want to apply these things and I want to act these out for my spouse. Yes. Very important to think of the other person as you're hearing these ideas. What can you do for them? And hopefully they'll be listening with you and doing the same. There you go. There you go. All right. So first thing, give it to them, Lauren. All right. We're talking about genuine excitement during the initial greeting when when your spouse comes in. So if they've been out all day and they're coming home, are you still just focusing on dinner that you're cooking or in the middle of the work email you're sending? Or do you stop, get up, say hello, give a hug and a kiss? Something simple, but it tells the other person, I've missed you. I love you. Welcome home. Yeah. It doesn't have to be anything big. It seems yeah. so, it sounds so silly, but it is important. But as simple as that is to what you're saying, be fully present in that uh, exchange, in that communication, right? I, right. If I walk in the door, and especially uh, on my part when we were at the office right now, we're, we're home because of, uh, because of the COVID outbreak. Um, when I was home uh, at the office and I would come home, there was a much different exchange when, I, when she comes up to me, there's a hug, there's a kiss, there's, there's that exchange versus a, hey, you know, good to see you, or hey, welcome home, and she's going one way and I'm going the other. There's mm-hmm. not there's not a lot of uh, enthusiasm in it. There's definitely not a lot of excitement. <laughs> and uh, to be honest with you, it kind of gives you that, oh boy, what am I walking into? What you know, what's going on with the kids, right? Yeah, right. So be fully present in that exchange. And the second uh, the second aspect of that is this if this is not your marriage, it's never too late. Right? It's never too late. And if you say, hey listen, I don't greet my husband that way or I don't greet my wife that way, um, it, it may feel clunky that first time you do it, right? right? I mean, most times you implement something new, it can feel awkward. Continue to do it and it will be the norm in your marriage. Second thing, date your spouse regularly. Life happens, you get work, you get extracurricular uh, responsibilities, you have kids, you've got soccer, baseball, t-ball, you name it, life happens. You have to be very intentional to create time, put it in a calendar, otherwise it's not going to happen, okay? You don't just happen on making time, you have to be very intentional, create time, and it doesn't have to be a huge date, right? Well, what are some of the little things that we've done that have just been like, how that that was nice, that was a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I mean, even just getting out to go dinner and come home, we're bringing dinner home, or... Coffee, tea. Coffee. I mean, hey, we're on a date right now. We have one kid it's home, true. but the others are at a sleepover. That's <laughs> true. We we did uh, we we did a little takeout dinner. We did do uh, a little manicure. Is that what they are? Manicures for the feet? Pedicure. Oh, pedicure. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. Listen, yes. we did pedicures, but it was nice. It was a nice relaxing yeah. time together, right? So whatever it is, it doesn't have to be big. It's just time for you and your spouse to reconnect. It's it's taking you back to the dating days. And that is another way that, that you can continue to refresh each other, but also keep the keep that spark there. Um Point number three, very, very important, and I would say to highlight this, asterisk it, uh, write it down, put it on your fridge, put it in your car, wherever you can put it. Pray with and for your spouse daily. Pray with and for your spouse daily. Go... Don't, don't be afraid to tell your, your spouse, hey, I'm praying for you right now. Maybe you're at the office already on your way to the office. Hopefully you don't text and drive. Send them a text when, you, when, you're, when you're there. Hey, listen, I prayed for you on the way and I just want you to know how much I love you, how much I appreciate you, right? If you know your spouse is carrying a burden or there's something weighing on them, uh, pray for them. That is, that is, I can't tell you when, when Lauren prays for me, I will literally at times take her hands and place them on me and say, pray for me now, right? And what do I tell you? I don't like to be forced to pray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She doesn't like to be forced to pray. I would like to feel the natural response and need to pray for To you. which I say, I'm not moving until you pray. And then somehow she prays very fast, right? Oh, no. But it's so encouraging. It's, 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 it's uh, reinvigorating. It's inspiring. And, and I will tell you, not only is there a physical connection in those moments, you strengthen your spiritual connection too. And that, that's a game changer. Point number four. Ask about their day, uh, just listening. Maybe you don't even give any advice. It's actually sometimes better that you don't give your advice or opinion, just kind of let them talk. And if they ask for your opinion or if you feel like you can give something that's life-giving, mm. breathing, mm. Uh, Holy Spirit-filled or yeah. something, then yeah. fine, give that advice. But um, that just communicates that you care about what's going on in their world of the day that they've been in, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. And guys, if you're like me, uh, or, or I guess some some uh, wives out there, if you're a fixer, you don't like your spouse when uh, you don't like them to be hurting, you don't like them to be under stress, you want to be able to speak something that fix it and makes it all better, mm-hmm. um, this is for you. I had to learn very early on, Lauren and I were having an exchange and I, I kept trying to to say something that would, yeah, but listen, maybe look at it this way or that's okay because, because of this. And I always had an answer and I'll never forget this. And actually it's probably come up multiple times if I'm just being very honest. She says, <laughs> Listen, I don't need you to say anything. I just want you to hear my heart. And and sometimes that's very difficult. But when you listen, um, you're, you're you're giving you're giving credibility to their feelings, right? right? But that's such a it's such a blessing too because it yeah. says, hey, you have access. I'm giving you access. I want you to hear the raw, unfiltered me right now. And that's, that's how marriage should be. And sometimes just allowing them to have those feelings. I think what I was going through when you would have that quick response or that, Oh, it's okay because of, you know, X, Y, and Z, but it's not okay in that moment where I didn't feel like it was. Yeah. Yeah, You were right with what you were saying. There was nothing wrong about what you said. It was just that in that moment I was feeling those raw, real feelings and I just needed to process those out loud. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Another way that you can refresh your spouse is making a conscious effort not to nag or speak negatively towards them. An example of that would be, you never do the laundry, or can't you ever help me, or why don't you do this? Um, That's one example, but also just speaking negatively, you know, speaking down to them 
in what they do and how they do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe it, maybe they prefer to take their time to, you know, change a diaper or change the baby, or maybe they do it differently than you expect, or maybe they prefer to keep their clothes a certain way, whatever it might be. If it's not a big deal, let it go, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and not, and just to speak love and life giving words. It's all about life giving words. And when you are ready to, address something with them. If there is an issue that maybe bothers you, just pray about it first and calm down and allow yourself to really have those words that are going to be life-giving, but you're also being able to address the topic. Yeah. Yeah. I think, listen, I can say, uh, I can say something to you and depending on how I say it, you could receive it well, or it could be like a bomb I just threw in the house and, and it's, oh boy, I'd really open a door to a can of worms here. Right. Um, be very careful in, in how you say it, your tone. Uh, but 100% Lord, give me the words to speak because I know that this may be an opportunity in which the enemy would love to weasel his way in and create division in the marriage. And make no mistake about it, the enemy is after your marriage, folks, mm-hmm. right? The enemy is after a God-ordained marriage. Um, and, and so praying for not only the interactions, but going back to what we talked about, praying for and with your spouse daily is how you keep your armor around uh, around your, your marriage. The next point is this, and I love this, be spontaneous, be spontaneous. This is something that has uh, has been, I wouldn't say a, a challenge, but we've gotten better at it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I needed to be more spontaneous. You always were able to do that because you're a planner. Yes, right? I'm not. I, I, I like to think I have some sort of administrative skills, but she is a much better planner than I am. So being spontaneous in the beginning of our marriage was like, well, wait. Uh, I didn't know about this, so I couldn't plan for it. Right. right. But there is such a uh, level of fun and youthfulness in being spontaneous. And listen, again, it doesn't have to be like, hey, we're waking up tomorrow and uh, I cleaned out the bank account and we're going to Hawaii. That's probably not the best decision to make. <laughs> right. But hey, come on, let's get in the car and let's go do dinner tonight. It's Friday night. Kids are gone. Or hey, let's get a sitter. We haven't talked about it, but let's get a sitter last minute. Let's let's have someone watch the kids and, and let's go out for a date. Let's go out for a walk. It It is something it, it just it. It's literally like an um, adrenaline yeah. injection into your marriage. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Or even an unexpected gift, something that you know you just saw and it and you thought of them. Yeah. And it just was a nice thing to do. Yeah. You know, it just makes yeah. you think that makes them know that you were thinking about them throughout the day. Well, babe, if you're if you're looking for a gift <laughs> that you need, you I would love a, a Mercedes, oh, a yeah. new Acura. You know, <laughs> if we're really being spontaneous oh, here, yeah. okay. Okay. And listen, if that ever happens, I'm just going to give a heads up. It will never happen, but you would definitely hear about it on the podcast, okay? Oh, Lord, no. Final point we have for this episode is this, and and this one can't be overstated. It's be quick to apologize and even quicker to forgive, okay? Be quick to apologize and even more so to forgive. Uh, It's one thing to know you are wrong. It's one thing for the Holy Spirit to convict you and like, hey, that was that was wrong. I shouldn't have said that, or or maybe I acted in a manner that was not uh, as I should. Uh, Was not pleasing to the Lord. It's one thing to know it. It's another thing to say, hey, babe, you know what? I'm sorry. And what uh, we have seen in the marriage over almost eleven years now is that word or that statement. I'm sorry. It it literally makes walls fall down. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, we all know it. Come on. I'm not talking like huge blowups, even, even just terse arguments or, uh, or, or certain situations. 
that have uh, come up in in your day to day, and now we're we're all walking. I don't want to say on eggshells, but there's not a lot of joy in the house. There's, mm-hmm. It's very quiet. Maybe you spend time at different ends of the house. When you come back and you say, "Babe, I, I'm sorry that that was not right," what what do you say to that? I mean, maybe there's a follow up conversation, but when your spouse when your spouse is apologizing, forgive. It's not a moment to 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 drive the nails down even harder, right. but it is. Absolutely liberating. Yeah, and it needs to be a meaningful, I'm sorry. It can't just be, I'm sorry, and walk away. I mean, it needs to be, I'm sorry, I realize I hurt you, or I'm sorry, I realize that could have come off in a way that upset you and I didn't mean it for that or however you need to address it but it needs to be meaningful it can't I'm sorry it can also be very light if you don't have the weight behind it so it could be could be just words yeah listen we're called to forgive as Christ has forgiven us and Mm -hmm. so if he is at the center of your marriage forgiveness has to flow freely in your marriage and I and that is something that I cannot state enough so that wraps up our episode. And uh, we're just hoping that you see the need for refreshment uh, in your marriage because a lot of times the world around us is just dragging us down little by little. And if we can come home to a safe haven or if we can just, if our home could be the place that we feel comfortable and safe and excited to be at, then when we have to go back out into that world, we're prepared and Mm -hmm. we're we're excited and and confident to get back out into that world with the Lord's strength and your family fighting behind you. Um, it's so important. You need to be on that same page with each other, caring for each other, walking and fighting the race together. That's good. Guys, we will see you on our next episode. God bless.
Yeah. And I want to go back to something that you said, you know, you said not all the time can they afford it. Um, it's very, very, very likely that the people you're looking at that have things that you might want, or you see, wow, how are they getting that? Or how are they doing that? It is very likely that they're putting it on credit cards or they're putting themselves into debt and they're just getting them to get them or they're getting them to fulfill a need that maybe is not being met. And so it's that chasing after a new thing because it's the next thing to get and the next thing to do. There is something real about that hamster wheel of, um, feeling the need to fulfill that chase. So they, they're searching for something. Okay. They purchase it. And then, all right, a day later, they They're find something on. else that they're searching for. And, and and I think we can all say that maybe we've been there at some point. I mean, that's aspirations of life, right? We're yeah. constantly looking for the next thing, striving to do. But we also need to focus on being content. And when you are financially stable, you have a plan, yeah. and you know what you're going to purchase and not going to purchase, you're able to feel content. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, uh, 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 one point B, I guess, if you will, what an awesome opportunity to evangelize because listen, when you tell people you are a follower of Jesus, when you tell people that you are a Christ follower, they're watching whether they say it or not. And when, so when they, when they see you and your, your family or your marriage and they see you being content and truly full of joy, uh, and you're yet you're not rolling around with the the, the greatest and, and latest and greatest of every piece of clothing or material or car or whatever. And they're and and they may be someone who is really struggling with that, with the idea of materialism or, or chasing after that fulfillment from the world. There's a window of opportunity mm-hmm. for a conversation to talk about. Hey, this is the reason for my joy. This right. is the reason for my true contentment. And here's. Why? And that's Jesus Christ, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that one of the reasons we feel strongly about teaching on finance and putting that into your hands is to be able to empower you to get to the point where you are so comfortable that you are now able to say, this is what we've done and this is what the Lord has done through us. And we are just truly thankful for all that he's provided. We're thankful for what he's given us and we're just going to manage what we've been given. And we're not going to be searching for things that we don't need or things that we um, couldn't use. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Listen, that wraps up episode two of the steadfast marriage podcast. Get out, get on a dream date with your spouse Figure out your why. Keep it in front of you at all costs. Know your dreams. Know your expectations. And we will see you on the next episode. God bless.